Welcome to the Verbal Stuff Podcast, starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We got really used to celebrating Star Wars during Christmas, Matt. Every late December, it seemed like we were at the theater with our Santa caps on, a light (laughs) snow dusting falling from the sky. Yes. And I don't think I ever previously thought of Christmas time and Star Wars exclusively paired up. No, the December thing was part of the new era. Right. And I'm fine with it because then it brings copious amounts of star wars gifts and toys and things to play with during the season all them new books yeah the visual guide to whatever the fuck new movie is out action figures (laughs) big figs (laughs) cardboard cutouts (laughs) it's funny that you said that because the ray cardboard cutout was what made me think to mention this to you Mm. She actually said to me, you should bring this up on the Purple Stuff podcast. You know what? I don't doubt that that actually happened either. At least like in your head, you just look at her and hear her. Oh, that accent. (laughs) You should wear the Harley Quinn shirt today, Jay. (laughs) There are things that we do that are not Star Wars-y that have become traditions in our lives. So I think we're going to bring them up tonight on the purple stuff podcast ah yes our special christmas traditions show it is kind of weird to put out a show that may only be out for a few days right but we wanted to celebrate christmas with the purple stuff listeners yeah i mean obviously the show will exist after christmas but no one's going to listen to it (laughs) unless they do christmas in july Uh, maybe by then we'll get some you know three or four extra listens but by and large this show is going to have a flight of approximately 37 minutes. (laughs) So we actually kind of debated whether or not it was worth it. Like, did we do a show before Christmas or should we just do like a normal one after Christmas? Mm -hmm. And I think we kind of agreed that it was worth doing for those people out there that don't have much going on during Christmas. Like we're privileged. We have loaded Christmases. There's so much going on. So many meetings with friends and family and parties and all that shit. You call that privileged? (laughs) I know. We complain about it nonstop. But if you think about it, we're both pretty lucky on that front. Yeah, I I, I was just joking. It does seem to be like sometimes it's too much. Oh, God. Every aspect of it is too much. I want to fucking kill it. But yes, no, I feel very privileged and lucky. Yeah. But not everyone has even like a party to go to. So yeah, we're going to party down with you guys. Yeah, this is our Purple Stuff Podcast Christmas party. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't mind just being able to relax and chill on the couch and listen to a podcast instead of running around, driving around all over creation. Oh, God, those last minute (laughs) gifts, the ones that you always have to pay triple for just to get it over with. I just hate that this time of year, 
supposed to make everyone nice, but it actually is quite the opposite. Everybody becomes a major a-hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you might catch a break, like, if you go buy a bagel on the 24th. But other than that, it's just a shit show. <laughs> Nasty yeah. looks, shoulder bumping. It could just be our neck of the woods. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's. I'm sure that's part of it. We don't exactly live in the friendliest area. <laughs> Maybe this will infuse some Christmas cheer into everybody. You got to put the energy into the world if you want it back. So this is us putting some feel-good Christmas energy out there into the universe. Let's put it. Let's put it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smelt, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel, and the Joker got away. Okay, for my first tradition, this is a Christmas Eve tradition, Matt. Mm-hmm. And as you know, a lot of people know I'm a heavy-duty Batman fan. And Batman the Animated Series from 1992 had like a major impact on me, especially when it was originally airing on Fox. Yeah, same here. I used to tape every episode, watch them over and over again. Nowadays, Batman fans, like not only have they seen the episodes a million times, but they probably have them on Blu-ray and DVD and, you know, they've seen them on television and DC Universe app and whatnot. So everybody's pretty familiar with these episodes but when you go back in time to 1992 the first thing i remember is when that fox action theater bumper intro oh, would pull yeah. <laughs> and the intro would come on batman standing on the rooftop and the lightning hits what happened next was always a total surprise because what it is is that title card of each episode that would introduce the name of the episode and you'd see like a piece of artwork right. indicating it might indicate who the villain was. Not always, because sometimes you would see a piece of art and well, the they name spoil the stew, you know? Right, exactly. Sometimes you would see that. You still didn't know. So you were trying and to sometimes think, oh, Penguin didn't show up until like minute eighteen. They couldn't spoil that in the intro. Right. So sometimes you had no idea and you would just try to think about who it could be. In this case, Christmas with the Joker popped on. Ah, yes. Classic episode. Made me lose my mind completely because for me, any animated Christmas show usually becomes like an ongoing tradition for me. So I, I had a really good feeling about it, even without seeing it. I mean, the title of the episode is Christmas with the Joker. Like, <laughs> yes. literally the best thing you could hear ever. Right, exactly. And, you know, you're on the heels of two of the biggest Batman movies of all time, and you're seeing this. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Right? And it wound up being a really fun holiday show. And you don't have to think too deeply about it. A lot of people write dissertations about how it's not a good episode. Like, Not just, a good episode? Christmas yeah. with the Joker? GTFO, right? That's oh all. my god, who, there are actually people who dislike this episode? Yeah. Just the, the classic feel-good Christmas tale of a psycho clown threatening to murder an innocent family. <laughs> it's heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> the awful, awful family. <laughs> it was so great. Yep. So anyway, this episode has everything. 
It has explosions, candy cane mouth gags, Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker, Charlie Brown Christmas trees, train derailments, hand puppets, upside down mouth hand puppets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hand puppets are the best part. Yeah. <laughs> and it also even relates to us because you know how you and I talk and most of the time you never saw the movie that I talk about. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm so- not familiar with that. So the, there's a part in this episode where Robin's asking Batman if he ever saw It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. and he never he never did. So it's true. This was uh, as much of a tribute to Batman's character as the Joker's. <laughs> so I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't either. <laughs> so we're in the. I same... mean, it's like I you know, the extent of It's a Wonderful Life is like that clip of him running down the street that they show in all the other movies. Yeah, it's like it's every time there's a clip of that movie, it's the fucking guy in black and white running down the street with all the snow falling, right? Yeah, and that every time the bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Yeah, that's I all I know. Yeah, those, I think those, that's those, all I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's <laughs> those are the key points of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I will put that movie aside so I could watch. Christmas with the Joker. So your tradition here is that you watch this special every year. Every Christmas Eve, uh, sometimes multiple times. Like I've already watched it a couple times this year so far, but I always watch it on Christmas Eve because it actually takes place on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. So like you get up in the morning and you throw on Christmas with the Joker. Well, not in the morning because Christmas Eve, it's at night. Whatever. Okay. So you watch it at night. That's pretty great. Yes. So is it just me or is there like an interesting subtext in this special with the Joker? What's that? I kind of took his whole scheme, like the whole murder plot. It was like a roundabout way to spend Christmas with Batman because he had no family or friends and Batman was kind of the closest thing to that. It's possible. You never know. I mean, the Joker and Batman, they have a problem with each other, hence the song. Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. True, which Joker sings in this episode, much to our delight. It's like, I don't think if, like, people that are way younger than us, and most people are, when they watch this now, they hear that, they don't realize in, like, the early 90s, to see that song referenced yeah. was, like, the biggest deal. <laughs> it was also in an episode of The Simpsons. It was. Yeah. I think in actually the, the first episode, well, the first episode that aired, at least, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how we knew Bart was cool, because he talked about the uh, Batman Joker Christmas song. And all he had to say was Batman. Yeah. And he had he yeah, had me forever. It. This is my yeah. boy. That's uh, that's me on that screen. <laughs> Joker here. <laughs> Greetings, Gotham, and Merry Christmas. I hope you're watching Batman. This one's for you. <laughs> So one of my favorite traditions is a real simple one, but I am still going to miss this in January. It's just driving around aimlessly to look at everyone's Christmas lights while I'm blasting holiday tunes on my car radio. I'm so glad you brought that up because I am a sucker for that too. Oh, it's just so relaxing and it's just like a perfectly crystallized Christmassy thing. It almost is even more relaxing, like you said, relaxing. It's only feels that way because you're giving yourself a reason to do it, but you don't necessarily have 
like a strict goal in mind. It's not like you're like, hey, I need to go to the store and pick up laundry detergent. Right. You're like, no, I'm just going to drive around and look at stuff. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And I was thinking about it today. I'm like, why is this so relaxing? And then it hit me. If you're home, like you can't relax. You're just too connected. You have computers, you have phones, you have all this shit. You kind of like need to be in a car. So like the lights are just a context to just tune out the world. Did you do this as a kid also? Yes, I used to steal the car and just drive no, around the neighborhood. Come on. <laughs> no, I just remember asking my parents if we could do it. Like every year it would be like, oh, can we go look at lights, you know? Yeah, we didn't do those drives as a kid. But remember, I'm the last of my family. So they were kind of over all those traditions by the time I came around. It lost its novelty. Yeah, like, we've done this a bunch of times. You just hear, like, here's $20. Go go to a fucking, <laughs> go, go get yourself some ice cream. Go play in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to hunt for like the houses that really go over the top, but I don't even need those. For me, even if it's just a couple of strands of Christmas lights, I'm like oh, that's it, I'm in. I totally agree. It's nice to get those like the Cadillac of all the houses. Right. When you're driving around and you wind up seeing the house that does like pirate radio and oh, plays yeah. plays music in unison with the blinking lights, like that's cool. But nothing compares to the uh, simpler ones. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and one thing I've noticed is that you can kind of tell a lot about a family by the way they decorate. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's just a few strands of mismatched lights, you know that they lived in that house for decades and they're totally, like, not trying to impress their neighbors. Like, yeah. It's, it's their turf. Yes. <laughs> or if it's, like, a billion white lights and they even have them around their second floor windows then you know that's a house that you won't be allowed to enter without taking your shoes off first. <laughs> that sounds so accurate. It is. I'm telling you. It's like yeah. you, when you drive around, you kind of make up these totally fictitious stories about all the houses, but chances are they're probably true. Sometimes when I'm driving by, and this happened just the other day, I was looking in some of the houses. Now, when you're passing by one of the decorated houses and they have their front door open, you get a whole other... Outlook oh man oh god that's like fine the fucking pearl in the oyster jay it is yep. mm -hmm. you can't judge a book by its cover but you look inside their front door and everything looks picture perfect like it's from a christmas village walkthrough right right like it's like an open house but it's all christmas out yeah it's like and but everything is so damn perfect it's almost like every time i look at these houses I'm like, come on, this is this. Are they doing a photo shoot for like better homes and gardens or something? Yeah. Do, do these people really exist in the world? Because you look in our houses and it's like, <laughs> you can't even open my front door. Yeah. Without I mean, stepping it, it on perpetually something. looks like someone had just stood around with a pile of basketballs, throwing them at everything. <laughs> I don't even have you in sometimes because my place is a disaster. Yeah. And, and like, and like, if you're not having me in who literally is a disaster, like I'm actually, I look like a walking disaster. If I can't go in, then it's bad. You're a walking disaster, like demolition. <laughs> I'm, people are always comparing me to Axe and Smash. Can I, as long as I'm Crush, I'm cool. Oh, uh, Kona Crush. Yep. You got uh, your pick. Yes. <laughs> Runner. <laughs> So I love I love doing the uh, rolling by the houses. It's such a great tradition. In fact, that's something that I'm gonna have to do really soon. Actually, yeah, cram it in because uh, time's a wasting. You're not gonna like to look at them in a few days. Yep, just shove it in. Yeah, add in a little snowfall and some cocoa in a thermos, and it's the perfect night. Oh my God, you just put it over the top with that cocoa. Yeah, yeah, cocoa in a thermos, and your thermos would probably be like a Night Rider thermos out of some lunchbox from 1983. 
Um, no, a Coco Beware thermos. Hello. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sometimes love is like a slow dance. You can tiptoe around, but don't make a sound. You can make a little solid romance. But sometimes love sounds like a fight. It's My next tradition is pretty simple. It is about an elf. You have a tradition about an elf. Yeah, tradition about an elf. Okay. So my family would always keep a lot of Christmas ornaments in large gift boxes, and we'd rarely go through them and chuck old ones and keep the ones we love. We'd rarely do that. You never throw the old ones. They just, yeah, they, they gotta, they they're a part of your history. Yeah, they just keep accumulating because you remember, oh, you remember the year, you remember who gave it to you and all this nonsense. That's so, from my great-grandma. Exactly. So some of them were holdovers from like the 60s and 70s at that point when we were growing up. Right. So we had all these random ornaments. There wasn't a lot of cohesion in these boxes. Yeah, no set theme, just whatever the fuck would fit on the tree would go on the tray. Yeah, and there was one elf ornament that seemed like he may have been from a set of elf ornaments, and he was pretty large. He was, I would say he had to be at least five or six inches tall. Okay. But the way he was positioned, he had his legs crossed, and he seemed very happy, and what you would do is you would kind of use the little tin fastener thing and put it around the branch. So he right, looked like one he was of those... sitting... Yeah, like look like he was sitting on the branch. Yeah, he's sort of like the the Christmas cardinal, but even bigger and more grand. Precisely. So probably your run of the mill common elf ornament from that era back in maybe sixties or seventies, like I said. So when it came time for the changing of the guard with our ornaments, because the it was just getting out of hand, he was one that was on the chopping block. Oh man. Yeah, my mom didn't want him anymore, so I said he'll always be one of my favorites. So I decided to claim that this elf cannot be tossed. Throwing away a Christmas ornament is like throwing away a home movie or an old photograph. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if they're like smashed into a million pieces. Like you gotta keep those. Well, if they're smashed. Okay, maybe I was being a little extreme, but most of the time <laughs> you gotta keep them. So I thought he was a cool cat and he had this old fashioned vibe that I dig. So mm -hmm. he uh, was held on to. And ever since I had my own place, I made him my tree topper. I like to perch him up there. Yep. And he, see, he seems like he's just overseeing everything and he's just got a very content vibe about him. So he watches over your Christmas season. Right. And nowadays with this whole elf in the shelf thing, he seems like super reminiscent of these older elves. Confession, I did a little digging earlier and I landed on a picture of this elf that you're talking about. It's on your website. Oh, you did? really? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I've seen the elf. And to, to say that it's a traditional classic elf, I think, is a bit of a stretch. 
Okay. The thing looks like the love child of Yoda and one of the mice from Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yes. His nose looks like the Irish curse. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> I actually was thinking about this. I'm, I'm like, if I bring this up, I really have to explain that it's either you look at him and you completely adore him or you want to run out of the room because he scares the shit out of you. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that it actually can be both of those things, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely afraid, yet I couldn't look away. And I felt like I needed to swear allegiance to this elf. I don't. It is the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen. I mean, it's not even an elf. It's like an animal alien thing that's dressed like an elf. First of all, I can't believe you found a picture of this. I didn't even know I had one. Well, I mean, I'm not Robert Stack. I just searched elf site sexyarmpit.com. You know, I'd like to pat myself on the back, but it really wasn't no major feat. Oh, jeez, I just did the same thing and it came right up. <laughs> yeah, that's the magic of Christmas. But my God, I mean, and everyone should do the same search because whatever you're thinking this elf looks like, I guarantee you it's not what you're thinking. It's like one of the things that a puppet master. Well, yeah, it's either that, it's like that, or when you're watching Poltergeist and that clown doll. It's almost yes. like that same kind of scary vibe. It doesn't look like it, but that same kind of vibe. Because yeah, imagine there, just there is no up. way that thing isn't running around your condo while you sleep. <laughs> I'm wondering if the elf on the shelf could be like a son of this elf, and then my elf could go to the elf on the shelf and say, Elf, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> that would be his voice for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, today's Elf on the Shelf, they've kind of made him a little more uh, conventionally cutesy. Yeah, very friendly. Yeah, your Elf, you don't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> Holy Santa Claus shit. Thursday. Merry Christmas, City Slicker. America's favorite fat cat is going home for the holidays. Gadgets, toys, greed. A Garfield Christmas. Then, your favorite Christmas Eve story is back. Happy Christmas to all. Cheer the merriest holiday classic ever. Twas the night before Christmas after Garfield Thursday. Another one of my favorite traditions is trying to cram in all of my favorite Christmas movies and specials before the big day comes. Oh, yeah. Now, I say that's one of my favorite traditions, but I'm not sure if that's, like, the accurate way to put it. Because when Christmas gets close, you start, like, panicking over all the shit you haven't seen yet. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah, because once Christmas, like, as much as we'll tell ourselves, oh, I, I love this movie, I'd watch it all year long. Once Christmas passes, you don't want anything to do with any of this. Actually, the minute Christmas morning is over, I'm like, it's, it, to me, it's... August already. Yeah, it's like you want to put on some special 3D glasses that just block out those colors. You know, it's just done. <laughs> yeah. So, in a way, it's actually kind of depressing. It's like visiting a relative in the hospital when you know they don't have much time left. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but that's how I feel. It's like, oh, God, this is the last time I'm going to see Christmas vacation for a whole year. I know what you mean, because you want to be able to experience the season, and as you get closer to the big day, you feel like the opportunities are getting slim. Right. Like, I'll give you an example. I haven't seen Scrooged yet this year, and I'm feeling like, oh, my God, there's a chance that Christmas is going to come and go, and I'm not going to see Scrooged. 
There's two things I have to say about this. As I've gotten older, Christmas Eve has actually become a time where I catch up on all this stuff. Yeah. I bring a couple of DVDs that I want to watch, you know, and usually I wind up in between falling asleep. So you watch but... them on like Christmas Eve and Christmas? Yeah, on Christmas Eve, I'm, I'll put them all on just to make sure like, oh, you know, I caught this one. I caught this one. But do you ever feel like at that point, it's almost like lost its importance now that <laughs> now that it's here well yeah it's, well it's it's just it's hard to put into words but i know what you mean like it doesn't completely ruin it but at the same time you it's it's harder to be into it when you know that you're gonna hate it in 12 hours i feel like i'm being really analytical about it but when i really think about it i kept saying you know i haven't watched charlie brown this season yet i'm like oh well maybe i could watch it on christmas eve I'm like by that time i'll be like um that's like a december 2nd thing to do it is it is a december 2nd thing to do but on the other hand to go a whole christmas season without seeing linus's speech mm, yeah. It's, yeah it's like that's how i am with the uh the christmas story marathons yeah. obviously don't need to see that movie for the billionth time but god if i don't catch that marathon i feel like they should play that earlier in the month also like at least one weekend like the maybe the kickoff of december totally you know, with you yeah, because I think that'd be more fun. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm super busy on Christmas Eve, so I don't really get to catch any of it. Christmas yeah. Day, I will make it home in time to catch, like, the last 10 minutes of the last showing. Mm -hmm. And it's such a pisser. It's like, it's literally Christmas Day, and I'm watching Ralphie, and then the next minute, it's, like, inside the NBA. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, make it a 36-hour marathon. There is no, I can't believe they stop it mid-Christmas. If it was only NBA inside stuff, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. With Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, take my advice. If you have any big time Christmas favorites that you have not watched yet, get on it because you're not going to want. Get it in because you're not going <laughs> to want anything to do with them on December 26th. Much like this episode of the Purple Stuff Podcast. vibrated. <laughs> it was almost clear. Yes, 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 yes. Be sure to drink your oval tea. Arthur. Art. Dad. Thanks for being here. The little lights are not twinkling. I know, Arden. Thanks for noticing. I may have mentioned this one on a previous Christmas show, Matt, mm -hmm. where hauling out all the Christmas decorations from the garage and the shed was something I did every year since I was a little kid. Oh, it's a big day. It wasn't something I should have been doing, you know, because when you got a little kid who's like carting a giant box with a Christmas tree inside of it out right. of like a garage. It, it was, so like you mean you did it like solo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, oh my God. So it was like your thing to do. Okay. Usually after Thanksgiving, I would start to drop little hints to my parents that this was going to go down with or without them. And every year they acted as if they were in full control of how and when these decorations would get brought into the house yeah. and put up. But they actually didn't have the control because they knew I was going to do it anyway. Right. They probably wanted to start like on December 10th and you're like, no, 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 it's way too late.
they had busy lives. Everybody was working, and I was the one with the Christmas spirit. Yeah, well, I think it's true of all little kids. They're always the first ones to be like, oh, we got to bring up the ornaments. We got to yes. take down the tree. Like, I was like that in my family every year. I mean, I didn't go so far as to do manual labor on my own, but I, <laughs> I tried to micromanage that process for sure. <laughs> I think the motivation is so strong in the beginning. And then when you realize like all the work that goes into it, it, it might not be the most fun thing. But for me, I actually enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think next to the actual day, the day you brought out your decorations was probably the best day of the season. Definitely. So there'd be times when I would come home from school. And from that time to the time that my parents got home, I would have not only the tree up, all the decorations up, and even the outdoor blow molds were set up in front of the house. Oh, man. Those are worth big bucks these days, Jay. I know. And I'm lucky if I put up my small Christmas tree nowadays in a string of lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every day at the same time, I would make sure all the lights were on, indoor and outdoor. We had light-up candles in each window. I would make sure that all those were on, all the exterior lights, the tree, and the ironic part is that my dad had light timers, but I think he knew that it made me feel like I was really helping out. Right, right. So, so, I was so wait, doing... you even did like the outdoor shit? Yes. Oh my God. So that was like my job and I treated it as if like I was a executive, you know? <laughs> Showing some early managerial spirit. <laughs> yeah. A Christmas tradition could be literally anything. But for me, it was going outside in the cold as it got dark and making sure all the blow molds were plugged in and all the outdoor lights were on. And it's such a weird thing to think about, but I could picture myself out there. You could see your breath. You're fumbling with the electric. And right. Just those little minuscule details that you remember. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I never did it myself, but I was definitely a helper while my father did it. Uh, so my memories aren't quite so fond because he was a easily frustrated man who was like a bomb ready to go off the entire time we were doing it. And I was definitely like in the blast zone. So, yeah, I mean, I liked it when we were done, but the process itself, those outdoor lights, oof, sounded like, it sounds like a Christmas story. It was very, well, no, I mean, like, honestly, I, I've thought of that when I've seen those scenes in Christmas story and even in Christmas vacation. Yeah. But like those are very sanitized compared to, yeah, my dad and his yeah. tapestry of obscenity. <laughs> I can't even repeat these words. See, both my parents would be at work. So I always felt like there were times here and there where I felt like I did a shitty job if I didn't get them on before one of my parents got home. So like it was as if I got an F in exterior illumination for that day. <laughs> checked every bowl, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Thought so. Maybe we ought to go up there and just get... Oh, whoa, jeez, look at the time. I gotta get to bed. Brush my teeth, feed the hog, still got some homework to do. Happy Christmas, I'm holiday. 
Shop right and save on everything you need for the holidays. Purdue oven stuffer roasters are 79 cents a pound. Master blend coffee is $1.49 and ballpark meat or beef franks are $1.59. Don't forget ShopRite party platters and fruit baskets for holiday entertaining and ShopRite gift certificates are always a good idea. Christmas Eve will always be my favorite day of the year. That's, as you know, when my family does its big party. Yes. For us, Christmas Eve is basically Christmas Day. You know, I don't want to derail you. I just always felt like, did you ever wonder why Santa didn't, was there no time for him to come if he came on Christmas Eve? Like I said, I'm the last child <laughs> in my family. And, uh, you know, we're a big family. And my parents were good and they spoiled me in many ways, but in terms of these traditional things that you did with your children, totally checked out. <laughs> okay. Totally fucking checked out. All right. I mean, I know I believed in Santa at one point, but I'm talking like when I was three, and that okay. was it. Like by the time All I was right. four, nothing. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So back. I'm sorry. Back to your topic. No, no. I mean, I guess it maybe a little tie-in. We'll see. When I was a kid, obviously, getting new toys was the driving force of the excitement on that day. Mm -hmm. These days, though, it's all about the food, Jay. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Like Sometimes I go to these parties on Christmas Eve with the best intentions. Like, oh, I'm going to take it easy. I'm only going to eat a little of this and a little of that. Once I'm there, oh, my God, I'm like a fucking <laughs> animal. Yeah, yeah, It's not even like all bets are off. It's not just like I'm just careless. I'm eating as if I'm dying the next day. Like, <laughs> like I just don't give a f Like, I'm like literally trying to make myself explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smorgasbord it is well i mean i'm a giant family there's like 35 people at these christmas parties and we're in a pretty modestly sized house and it's like how do you get all these people to stay invested it's like you need a lot of food yeah food is always a grabber yeah so i know you are quite the little health nut these days but i'm sure you give in on christmas Absolutely. And I, I will say that, yeah, of course, I've been leading a healthier lifestyle nowadays, but that's because of all the years of just being a human garbage disposal, literally. Oh, those loaded nachos. I still remember that day at the theater, Jay. <laughs> People always say, oh, well, holidays and vacations, you don't have to worry about calories, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you eat on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, that doesn't count towards your total. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about our favorite dishes then. What is, okay. like, for you, I guess, is Christmas Eve or Christmas Day the bigger day in your family? They're both big, but I would say Christmas Day is bigger in terms of the cornucopia of foods. Right. So what's one thing that you absolutely have to eat that day? Pre-health nut, I will say it was lasagna. Okay. Yeah, that was only because usually I would get my eggplant parm, like, the night before. <laughs> A little early Christmas. Yeah, like eggplant parm is my favorite meal. And I usually have that like on Christmas Eve. Right. So I have like absolutely zero interest in lasagna nowadays. Oh, I love so. lasagna. I'm, I'm yeah. totally, I'm Garfield, dude. Totally Garfield. <laughs> and the best thing about Christmas lasagna is that you usually get to take a big cake slice of it home. And it's just even better the next day. I, a cake slice? I take a whole tray. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, like I said, there are a lot of people, so you got to get yeah. what you can. But I'd be, right. yeah, yeah, as much as you can grab for sure. <laughs> yeah, put in your purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how about you? Um, well, I am Sicilian. So in our family, Christmas Eve is like 95% fish, which I can't stand. 
Right. But my sister always makes this giant bowl of ramaki, which I don't know if you know what that is. Yes, I do. Little toothpicked pieces of chicken with slivers of water chestnuts, and they're wrapped in bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like Scooby snacks for me, Jay. I just eat them all night long. <laughs> Scooby snacks. Oh my god, they're so good. Like she puts out this plate, and we fight over these things. And like I'll do totally underhanded things. Like I'll grab a ton and pretend that I'm making a plate for somebody who isn't there yet, and I'm t- they're totally for me to eat in five minutes. <laughs> That's your absolute favorite thing? That's the one thing that, like, if it wasn't there, there would be a major incident at the Christmas Eve party. Like, it would totally sour my mood, and it would take it out on everyone. (laughs) Where's my little slivers of water chestnuts wrapped in bacon? (laughs) There's going to be an issue. You call this Christmas? (laughs) So, I mean, I used to have the fish and stuff on Christmas Eve, but... I was never a big fish person at all. No. So my gears are toward anything with tomato sauce on top of it. Yeah, you're a big sauce guy. I like it, the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, desserts? Anything in that course that would rock your boat? I love these rainbow cookies. Oh my God, you do. It's a layered cookie. It's like white, green, and red. It's covered in chocolate. And inside the layers, there's jam and I believe almond paste or something like that. Yeah. And it's almost like it's more like cake than cookie. Yes. It's almost like a triple layer cake because you have to make each layer separately as if it's like a layer of cake, like you said. Like literally every cookie is like a full size cake that they shrunk down. Like the flavors (laughs) are that intense. Right. So these, the reason why I have such a love for them is because it goes all the way back to when I was a kid. My mom made them every year and and it takes a long time. They're kind of a bitch to make. A lot of work goes into it. Oh, wow. She actually made. Oh, yeah. She's like, we're we're like, we we have them, but they're always from a bakery. You have to make them into a rectangle, like a nice rectangle, right? So they all come out nice and even. So that requires you to cut. If you have any sloppy ends, you, you got to cut them off to make them nice and sh- right. you know straight. So she would always have a plate of all the crappy ends that were like the outcasts. Oh. And of course, who would get the plate of the, the giant mound of, oh, of, yeah. of the spreads of the sides and the ends? So I'm like, oh, man, every year she always gives me a plate. I'm like, happy, so happy. Ma, where's my <laughs> rainbow cookie garbage? <laughs> I went over the, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, I walked in. The minute I walked in, she handed me the plate. I'm like, oh, God, it's so good. It's, <laughs> it, it's like, to me, that's heaven, those cookies. <laughs> yeah, no, they're really good. Uh, it's like, I don't know if, I'm sure everyone has seen them, but if you haven't actually eaten one, oh, my God. Like, you yeah, they, can't even, like, function while you're chewing them. When you have homemade ones, they're just always so much better. Yeah. Speaking of homemade desserts, yeah, uh, one of mine is my mother's Strufoli. Which I actually just wrote about on my site. Yes, you did. Yeah, but I'm going to repeat myself because these are really important to my Christmas celebration. Yeah. Uh, Little fried balls of dough, smothered in honey, covered in sprinkles. Yep. They taste very bad. I like them. I think they're very good. I don't know. Like, to me, they're very harsh. Like, Mm. they sound wonderful, but, like, they're very crunchy and uh, I don't know. But if they weren't on that table, I would totally flip out of my mother. Like, they are as important to see as the Christmas tree. I love those, to be honest with you. But, yeah, those are a staple. 
in any of the Italian households for Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Food is a bonding tool. So for the six hours that we're stuffing our faces, like we could actually make conversation. You bring up your main course sort of and your favorite dessert. What is one snack or something that you would have out in like a dish during the holidays that you feel is associated with the holidays like holidays always bring like Hershey kisses and things like that planners cocktail peanuts but do, do you do you have one food or snack maybe that's always out well I guess it's a cliche answer but for me if we're talking about the entirety of the Christmas season it would be ribbon candy really yeah you know, it's amazing. I hear a lot of people talk about that. It was never something we had in our house. Oh, my God. Are you sure yeah. you're – do you celebrate Christmas? Yeah. I mean, we've never – I don't even think I've ever had it. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah I swear. For, I mean, it's like it's not really good, but it <laughs> is so pretty. And when you're a kid, it's, it looks like a little toy for your action figures. So, of course, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, even today, we would need to have it out, and it's pretty much out the whole season. I've actually had this conversation with someone. They have it at ShopRite, so I'm going to have to go there and, and pick up a box and eat a piece and throw the rest away. Just remember, they they <laughs> actually are different flavors. Yeah. Some of them are really dangerous, so just be careful. <laughs> dangerous in what way? Like, like they you might get one that's like, lips? it's like, it's like a very, some of them might be like, Slice, slice, your, slice your tongue off. Oh, well, that's definitely something, too. These <laughs> things are like, you could fucking open Amazon boxes with these candies. <laughs> so how about you? What, what's one of your snacks that is out through the season? My thing that I totally associate with Christmas, maybe more than anything else that I used to consume, would be red and green M&Ms. Yes, I am totally with you. They were always in the candy dish, no matter what. Like, they could have sat there for months without anyone eating them, but they were always there. So what a lot of people don't realize, either because they're too young or they just don't remember, is that those red and green M&Ms originated as, like, a totally separate candy. Like, you knew they were M&Ms, but they actually weren't marketed as M&Ms. They were called holidays or something like that. Yes, yes. So it was, like, mind-blowing when they came out. We're so used to the different flavors nowadays. We got pumpkin spice and coffee flavored and yeah. all different M&Ms. Back then, you didn't have too many variations. Yeah, there was, this was the, I mean, there were, the flavor was exactly the same. And they, the only difference was that they were red and green. And at first, they didn't have the M's on them. Yeah. But, oh, oh, my God. It was like you, you would call your friends to talk about it. <laughs> I will say they made your brain think they were a little bit better than the regular. Well, red and green is at least in the days before blue came back, those were the two colors. Yeah. And this was a whole bowl. <laughs> we actually did not have those in our house for some reason when I was a kid, but my old best friend who lived across the street did. And, oh, I was so jealous. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were just And it was like staple. classic. It was like in sort of like the crystal bowl, which was way too fancy for $2 candy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was always the same for us, too. We'd have some kind of, like, expensive bowl. Yeah, you had to, like, uh, lift that... a two-pound lid to get to them. <laughs> M&M's have this thing where, like, you don't have to like M&M's, but once you start eating them, you cannot stop eating them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's why I just can't imagine anyone doesn't like M&M's. They might claim they don't, but they're just fronting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't love them, but I will eat 
every single one of them once I start. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're red and green. Oh, oh the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, something for Santa. Look what I brought you, Santa. Holiday chocolate. Oh, they're red and green. Mm. Mom brought them home for the family. But I saved the bad for you. Holiday's chocolates. Delicious milk chocolate in red and green shells. There's nothing like holidays for your holidays from the makers of M&M's chocolate candies. As we're talking about things that we do annually during Christmas, There's times when I really started to try a trend, like to make it happen, Mm -hmm. but it felt too forced. But in this case, I decided to do something and I stuck with it and it became this annual tradition. And that is, I decided to wear a Merry Kissmas t-shirt on Christmas. Kissmas, obviously meaning Gene Simmons, the band. Right, so the band Kiss, back in 1997, I bought a t-shirt that had the band on it, and it was based off a famous picture of the band standing out in the snow holding candles, and they look like carolers. Okay. I bought that shirt thinking, I'm going to wear this on Christmas every year. You know, because sometimes you have these delusions of grandeur thinking, right, this right. is, is going to happen every year. I'm yeah, gonna do you know, it's it was sort of like The Undertaker starting a streak. You didn't really yeah. know if it was going to go for 20 years, but here you are. Sometimes it just happens naturally. In this case, I totally said I'm going to do this and I followed through with it, which is pretty incredible in itself because I think a lot of us start things and we don't really keep them going. Yeah. I mean, some people start mega corporations. You wear the same (laughs) T-shirt every Christmas. (laughs) See, you have to make it really easy for yourself. Yeah, low expectations, high reward. Exactly. Low expectation. Exactly. So drop the bar a little bit and you'll make it happen every year. That's the best advice. I love so, how you have uniforms for shit, by the way. Yeah, and it's not just we're not going to get into it, but just for the record, guys, it's not ending with Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So if they hear an Easter show and I'm talking about yeah. my Easter bunny T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, so when I said I'm going to do this, I just made it happen. Every Christmas since that time, I've worn this T-shirt. I still have the same exact shirt. It hasn't fallen apart. That's 21 years ago. And uh, you can find this same T-shirt with like a newer version of the font. And it it has like almost like a distressed look to it. You know, really trendy now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because that was a vintage shirt. I don't like when they do fake distressing to the shirts. It just it's it's so obvious when they do it. Yeah, it's like it's forced. Like when you're trying to force a tradition, like I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, but your shirt is real. It's legit, and it's like you know, it's probably the one shirt on eBay out of the ten thousand that are ten dollars that is like one hundred and fifty (laughs) dollars. Yeah. There's probably 50 other Kissmas t-shirts now, but back then that was the Kissmas shirt. And I can like just picture was... your reaction, young Jay, when he spotted the Kissmas shirt. Yes. I assume in some uh, hot topic or Spencer's location. You could have a little Swiss miss with your Kissmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. And I envy you for being able to fit into a shirt that you wore in 1997. 
I can. It's amazing. Yeah, like my strategy when I'm dressing for Christmas Eve is basically like, okay, this looks good right now, but will it still look good after my stomach expands to the size of one of those giant balls that Toys for Us used to keep in the cages? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is a weird one. One of my favorite traditions actually takes place after Christmas. It's traditionally on December 26th, when I am finally free to collapse on the couch, not worry about where I have to be, what I have to buy, who I have to call. You're sad that Christmas is over, but man, that is like the best lazy day of the whole year. Probably one of the most reflective days, and you could actually sit there without any agenda. I like that. Yeah, totally no agenda. That's the right way to put it. Like, let me set it up for you. For me, it's every Christmas I get a pile of books and movies and all that shit. So the day after, I'm on the couch. I have every spare blanket, every pillow. I have the big foil pan of Christmas leftovers, which is like stale cheese and congealed pasta and all that shit. <laughs> And I got my little plug-in space heater, and I'm just reading whatever dumbass Star Wars encyclopedia I got. And it is just the best thing ever. Every year when I was a kid, literally as far back as I had friends, I would get together with my friend the day after Christmas, and we would play with the toys that we got. Right, right. It was, uh, it was like it was half, you know, friendship and half you wanted to show off what you got. Yeah, it was just it was such an interesting day, though, because we got a kick out of this stuff that seems so minuscule nowadays. Like if we got a, an action figure for us, it was like such a big deal. Like, <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Like, I think back to, you know, I got the real Ghostbusters Slimer figure when I was a kid. And yeah, this little rinky dinks four dollar toy. I was running around the house like a lunatic oh, yeah. over it. Oh, my God. It comes with a little toy steak. Holy shit. Yes. I remember getting the He-Man sword when I was a kid and, and it had the shield, like the role playing set. I'm like, those are the types of things that make Christmas really exciting because you could live out those little worlds. Right. I mean, when I was a kid, it was the same way. But then when you grow up and it's like you're not really playing with toys on December 26th. You know, you're just kind of like wanting you're to kind kick of, back. It, yeah, you just want to eat old pasta. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know how it is in December. If you're doing nothing, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So you don't really get to relax without guilt until after Christmas passes. Mm -hmm. So you just got to go all in. I think there should be more days like that, and they should be built in throughout the year, like as official. You know how we have these official holidays that everyone gets off? Well, we should have them too. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Like for me, this thing that I'm describing where I just have this huge come down and lay on the couch and eat and turn off the world, I do it after any kind of social outing whatsoever. Like, if you and I are going to go to the movies, <laughs> yes. the next day, I just turn off the world. I, I, that was enough for me. I can't handle much more. I know. You always do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much. There's also those days where if we're drinking, then oh, <laughs> you need some recuperation yeah, time. Because yeah, yeah. we're not spring chickens anymore. No, and, you know, that actually will apply to Christmas as well. And that's like you're, you're nursing your hangover, and you're basically in your own little fallout shelter with your 
books and old food. It's always mm. bittersweet, like when Santa flies away. But knowing that you have that whole day to be a slug just takes a little of the pain away. It just sounds so appealing. It so is. I mean, I don't know if you typically do this now. And I know like you're a little busier than me in general. But if you have the opportunity to do that, to really just do nothing the day after Christmas, please take it because it is magic. I'll give you the closest line that comes to my head from a movie. Mm. And that is uh, from Egon Spengler. And he says, I had part of a slinky, but I straightened it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of me because I try to do these uh, little things and spurts, but then I just get caught up and I I can't, like, it's like I have to concentrate on relaxing. Yeah, you're not very good at doing nothing, as I've learned. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I I excel at it actually. It's it's probably my uh biggest talent. <laughs> A plus. Yeah. <laughs> A plus plus. <laughs> Mwah. I, Mwah. I get a, I get a C plus. <laughs> C plus. Oh no, it can't be. C plus? C plus <laughs> C plus <laughs> All right, so it's time for our wrap-up and our thing. Yeah, we're going to do the thing, even though doing the thing is a little weird with this particular episode. Yeah, let's uh, give it a go. So, Let me see what you got here. You have Christmas with the Joker, the Elf Ornament, the Kissmas Shirt, and the lights, lights. the Christmas lights. I'm going to give it to that fucking elf. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like I know most people don't understand why. They probably expect me to pick the Joker. But once you guys look up this elf and see what I've seen, (laughs) you're going to be afraid to offend him just as much. (laughs) So you you have to be in his good graces. Yeah, I I do not want to mess with that dude and his little spindly legs. He's like dressed like a sort of like bizarre version of Ronald McDonald. He's like Slender Man, but an elf. Yeah, and it's like he's playfully <laughs> posed, almost seductively posed, I would say. Yeah. Everything about that elf is a little bit off. He's deceiving because he's actually a murderer. I don't doubt that he has some criminal past. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I go <laughs> that far. Past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's not a murderer, but maybe he arranged one. I heard he has been in talks with James Wan to make a movie about himself. <laughs> you tweet that to James Wan, and he's going to have a movie out in two fucking weeks, Jay. Hey, James, I got a Christmas movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right. Well, you had a really good list. We've got your foods, traditional foods for Christmas and Christmas Eve. We have uh, Christmas lights. What else do we have? Your relaxation day after Christmas. And what was the other? What am I missing? I had uh, Light Drive. Oh, cramming in the Christmas specials. Yes, it's Christmas specials. Yeah. I could see by your reaction there that that was definitely the one you're picking. So unbelievable that you forgot it 10 minutes later. Oh, man. My top two right now are driving around looking at Christmas lights and the. Um, the day after Christmas where you're reading all your books and whatnot mm-hmm. and e- eating leftovers. Oh, yeah. See, to me, that's the difference between the eating the leftovers entry and the actual 
food entry for the dinner. God, <laughs> because I must I be got... hungry today. Two of my entries are basically food. But I'm totally more of a fan of leftovers. Oh, like, I... God. I didn't want to get into this, Jay, but like, and I'm sure it's the same in your family. When you get to take that big foil tray home Man. with all the shit in it, and it's just like all this one big mass, like yeah. this monster made of different foods. Oh, so good. Same thing for Thanksgiving, too. Like, I actually prefer, like, if anyone makes food, like, if you have me over for dinner or something, just hold the food for a couple days, then invite me over. Yeah. Because that'll be way better. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's like a making wine. It just gets better with age. And plus, like, half these foods, they're no fun to eat in front of people. Like, an artichoke? You ever try to eat an artichoke in front of somebody? It's like, <laughs> you, you, you might as well be, like, you know, shitting in front of them. Might as well be lips manless. <laughs> <laughs> I get sick when you eat. <laughs> you didn't use to. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna go with the day after Christmas. Oh wow, that's a that's a curveball. That's a little swerve, yeah. Yeah. Day well, after I, Christmas. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, totally... I, I hope you heed my my warning here and actually I, do it. Yeah, I would love to. And in fact, you know, I always intend on doing it, but you know what I wind up doing the day after Christmas? Ripping all my Christmas decorations down. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you've know you've picked up on this, but pretty much every year that I've known you have gotten you books for Christmas. Oh, absolutely. And my expectation is that you'll like kind of like kick back and relax on December twenty sixth and read them. And then I find out in July that they're still sitting somewhere in a closet untouched. It's hard for me to say, well, you know, I'm going to sit all day and, and do this. You know? I, I, I've told you before, you're like a shark. You can't. You literally can't. You'll die if you sit still for too long. <laughs> so, like, the idea of reading a 200, 300-page book or even thumbing through a 15-page picture book, I if don't they know. Make it, if they make an audio book, that's yeah, a different something story. Something you could have when you're running around, yeah. <laughs> so this has been a fun show, and... We hope everybody has enjoyed hanging out with us for our little Christmas tradition celebration. Yes, and uh, to everyone out there, hopefully you're listening to this before Christmas. Have a good one if you celebrate it, or have a fun day if you don't. Exactly, yeah, have a fun time either way. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And just as a reminder, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Purple Stuff, where you could access exclusive bonus shows. And we thank you for listening. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. For listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. Pium, 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 pium,